welcome to the new season of the Second Victim Podcast. Let's talk about supporting health professionals when something goes wrong. After some months of silence, we came back with new episodes. These episodes are focused on describing second victim support programs or other related interventions in a simple way. We selected 10 second victim support programs and in each episode you can listen to people that are leading or making part of these interventions. Are you ready to start this journey with 10 inspired spots? This podcast is part of the Ernst Training School and I'm the Ernst Training School Coordinator. My name is Sofia Garrapaiva and thank you so much for spending your time with us. Today we will talk with Dr. Ángel Cobo Vargas from Clinico San Cecilio University Hospital in Granada, Spain. Dr. Ángel was leading the procedure for serious adverse events, a two years experience of a second victim support intervention developed and implemented from 2020-2021. Dr. Ángel is an intensive care unit nurse and has been dedicated to research focused on second victim topics since 2017. Today, we have the pleasure to have a conversation with him. Dr. Ángel Cobo Vargas, it's a great pleasure to have you in the Second Victim Podcast. Today, we will talk about the procedure for serious adverse events, an intervention that was implemented to support healthcare workers involved in severe patient safety incidents. Dr. Cobo Vargas, can you tell us a little bit more about the intervention? How are you today? <laughs> Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Good. <laughs> First of all, I would like to thank you, Sofia, for your introduction and for the opportunity to participate in this interesting podcast on Second Victims. And to start, I would like to tell you some details about my institution. Um, our hospital, located in Granada, Spain, in south of Spain, is a general hospital with almost 500 beds and with a dedicated workforce of more than 3,500 people. And we provide care for a population of about uh, half a million people, more or less. And five years ago, after a profound analysis of our systems, we detected we, have, we had a serious problem. We didn't have an action plan for dealing with serious adverse events, and we didn't have a care program for the professionals involved. So we started working on a new patient safety plan with a clear goal to promote a culture of patient safety at the hospital. And one of the key points of this plan was to develop an adverse event management system focused on investigating the associated factor on developing improvement actions. In addition, we are aware of the impact of serious adverse events and the complexity of their approach. So we started working on developing a procedure that integrates all the elements to be taken into account when this occurs, that is caring for victims, analyzing of what's happened and the implementation of improvement actions. Our objective, the objective is that everyone knows what to do, but also who needs to do it, when it needs to be done, and how to do it when these types of events occur. In other words, 
uh, we try to make sure that the professionals in the hospital are prepared to the situation. Now, uh, if we focus on victims, we are aware, aware of the impact of serious adverse events on the patient and their families, but also on the professionals involved and even on the institution. So uh, we decided to develop a procedure that would include how to approach everyone affected, uh, that this patient and their families, but also professionals. Concerning second victims, the first question for us was to decide which model of care was the most appropriate for our local context. And we opted to use the Susan Epcot for UT program, but with a small local adaptation. Well, as, as you know, the Susan Epcot program uses three levels of attention. The, the tier one, the, the level one is the local support, the immediate support provided by colleagues, supervisors, or the head of the unit, and gives the initial emotional, this essential support. The, the level two, the tier two, is that is attention provided by the patient's sitting with trained peers. And the level three, the tier three, is when professionals involved need specialized care and support. But uh, I was saying we have designed a procedure that integrates all the elements to be taken into account when a serious adverse event occurs. And I would like to tell you how it really works. Well, this procedure has four key points. Uh, that is uh, procedure activation, immediate actions, management of the serious adverse event, and the evaluation of improvement plan. Well. Any professional who becomes aware of the occurrence of a serious adverse event must proceed to activate the, the procedure, notifying his immediate superior or to the center patient safety referent. And, and this, when this procedure is activated, a set of immediate action is carried out. First, to reduce the potential harm to the patient, but also to care for the professional involved. Try, trying to provide emotional foresight and also ensuring continuity of care. These actions correspond to the first level support to professionals. Then, within 24 hours, the crisis committee is activated and this committee aims to put in place the necessary actions. First, to provide accurate and timely care and information to the patient and their family, to provide adequate support to the professional concern and to preserve the reputation of the institution and its professionals. But, and of course, to learn from what happened in order to reduce the risk or minimize their impact. And to reach these objectives, uh, it sets up uh, three working groups. One, to follow up and provide information to patients and their families. Another one, to manage the internal and external communication plan. And the last one, to manage the adverse events, including attention to all work is involved and the analysis of all the event. Well, uh, I would like to focus on this last working group, on how it's worked, really. This team is integrated by trained experts corresponding to the level two team and by experts in event analysis. And they, both groups uh, 
work in a coordinated but separate manner with the training tools acting first. Before starting the analysis of what happened, each professional involved has an individual interview with the level two team, regardless of whether or not they have received level one support. Well, well during this interview, the first thing they are asked is, how are you feeling? What are your concerns and needs, etc. Uh, we use a guide but open-ended interview, and we try to identify the signs and symptoms of a second victim, and what's the most appropriate support for each professional. That is, is level two support is enough, or if level three support is required. After the, this interview, the professional is invited to participate in the analysis and design of important plans. And after having interviewed all the professionals involved and following the analysis carried out, a report is issued, focusing mainly on the areas for improvement. And then the crisis committee decides who will be responsible for implementing these actions. Well, as you can see, this system acts proactively, looking for potentially affected professionals and not waiting for them to come to us and acting in two critical moments. Within 24 hours of the event, providing emotional first eye, and when the analysis of what happened begins. And this is where we have introduced the main change, acting proactively and where each professional receives at least level two support. To carry out this intervention, professional training in second victim attention and with high flexibility in their work are required because the team must be activated within 24 hours. And this could be a summary of our intervention. Well, I can see that a lot of effort was done to implement this structure in your healthcare institution to answer the needs of healthcare workers, patients and their families. And can you share now with us what type of barriers, facilitators, your team found in the development and implementation of this study? Well, yes. Well, perhaps uh, the main barriers uh, we have found have been those related to the chain of culture. This process requires qualified and motivated professionals time, training and information available to all professionals in the hospital. And our hospital has more than 3,500 staff. And sometimes communication is difficult, as you can imagine. And maybe on the other hand, we believe it has been essential that hospital management is strongly committed to this kind of approach. And this, together with a highly skilled and involved team, and with the coordination of different areas, such as management, care areas, mental health team, legal office, occupational health, are key elements for the success of the process. Well, and now can you talk about the results? Because I'm very curious. Can you share with us the main results of these second victim support programs? And uh, are they effective, uh, sustainable? Can you share a little bit uh, about this topic? Yes, of <laughs> course. Uh, we think this program is effective and, and, of course, sustainable. And we believe that the results of the last two years of support this. Uh, during this period, we interviewed a total of 135 workers involved in the 23 series of events investigated. 
and all of them, 135 workers, received second level support. Globally, only 43% received less less emotional support, and one out of four would have been grateful to be able to leave the hospital after the event. And we know that this, the first level support, is an area for considerable improvement for us. But uh, we also know that there is informal peer support, and therefore a formal system could be redundant. And we need to think about this, how to, how to solve this. We can also see from our results that uh, 35%, this is one out of three workers involved in a series of residents, met criteria of second victim and 4% needed to take a sick leave. And another one refused to go on working 24-hour shift after the event. We found symptomatology was buried and in some cases required pharmacological treatment also. In total, 15% of the second victims were able to solve the problem with the level one support. 70% needed level two support for recovery and the last 15% required a third level of specialist support. But uh, other relevant data we have found is the increase in the number of notification in general, uh, a 30% increase in the number of notification during 2022 and continuing this year, um, which we believe is indicates an increase in confidence in the system. And a significant improvement in communication with the patient following a serious accident has also been observed. In our experience, the routine integration of second victim support into the investigation of serious adverse events allows all workers involved to be attending by training colleagues. And we believe that this intervention model is feasible and favors the systematic rotation of affected workers and boosts their involvement in the investigation of the event. And we also believe that placing second victims at the core of the procedure for managing these types of incidents improves the patient safety culture in the institution. Well, thank you so much for sharing these encouraging results. And it's important uh, to mention that for people at home that are listening to this podcast, if you want to know more about the results of this program that we are talking about today, it's possible to check the link in the show notes where you can find more detail about the article, about uh, what happened, the results, and so on. So it was published last December 2022 in the International Journal for Environmental Research and Public Health. Okay, now we will move forward to the last question. And I will now would like to ask you, can you share with us what are the next challenges for the future regarding this promising intervention? Yes, no, thank you so much. Uh, well, uh, um, I think, or we think, our mission is, is to make training of second business widespread uh, among all professionals and to improve the culture of patient safety because the culture is the, the main barriers. As I have said before, we need to improve in level one support and to study this, this support. But another important challenge is to improve the monitoring of improvement actions after, uh, after an adverse event with the aim that this doesn't affect 
other patients and, and other professionals uh, within us. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this uh, this was a really fruitful uh, uh, podcast since that you described a lot of the intervention, the results as well. So uh, now I'm very curious to go again and read the article to see in more detail all this information. So thank you so much, Dr. Angel, for uh, being here. For uh, It was a pleasure to uh, talk with you today. And uh, it was a pleasure to know more about this great intervention that was developed in Granada. Spain, and I hope that we will still have news uh, of this meaningful project. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for you, Tamim, for your uh, invitation. It's a pleasure for me. Thanks so much, Sophia. Thank you. If you at home want to know more about this intervention, you can find the link of the article in the show notes. If you want to know more about the Ernst Class Action, if you want to know more about the Ernst Training School, you can also check the description for more information. Calls for the second face-to-face -face training school in Wiesbaden, Germany are already open. Please check all the information in the Ernst website. See you soon and stay tuned. Music